The Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee and Virginia from boosted same-game parties. Winbet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Head over to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Use the promo code MADNESS for 10% of orders of $40 or more. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne, up in the northeast of England. Today is Thursday, March the 9th, possibly. Um, and we are here to have a look through um, the three competitions we had a look through this week. Premier League, Champions League, Europa League is live as we speak. Um, and then we've got a full card of Premier League, back to our spiritual homeland, um, a full 10-game Premier League card on the weekend. And joining me, as ever, uh, is Mr. Barry Penaluna. Baza, Arit? Um, I'm, I've been better. I've been better. I'm uh, struggling You're with not a bit well, of You're not well, son? Oh, no. no I've been, had a bit of a cough and the snivels. and um, I'm feeling sorry for myself. Been off work today. Laid on the sofa all day long. Snoozing, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, ready, uh, ready to handicap another full full weekend of Premier League. You've uh, you pulled yourself together enough to to make some picks, have you? Yeah, well, I've I've had plenty of time on my hands today, so hopefully there's there's some good picks to put out. Have you been looked after by the wife and family, or have they just ignored Not you? Not at all. Absolutely nothing. No. Like bastards. I'm, I still having to put the bins out, make the dinner. Oh. All of this sort of drives me mad. I asked her to make, get us some paracetamol the other day. It took her three hours. Shocking. <laughs> Absolutely shocking. I've got no chance here. And what will happen is she'll pick up the same virus I've got for the yeah. next few days, and then I'll be expected to run around and do everything. <laughs> that's your um, that's your International Women's Day for you, Buzz. Um, we are um, we're, we're, we're live on YouTube again this evening, uh, looking good, uh, and on Twitter. So if you've joined us on on there, say hello. I uh, I Captain Insano um, is in the chat. Captain, I feel like I've spent more time with Captain Insano this week than I've spent with my old family. We have done twenty uh, World Baseball Classic shows. We've done some MLB stuff. Um, there's another MLB show going live in an hour, so if Captain's going to follow that, I might get involved in that, Captain. I might join you and um, give Moon half a bit of grief tonight just for the crack. I'll hide behind some uh, a false name on YouTube and just give him some stick. So nice to have you on board. Um, so, yeah, what we're going to do, we'll have a, a look back on... See, Premier League was on Monday night. Uh, we had Champions League Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Europa League tonight. My picks have been bad. Um, I've cashed one live in the Man United Betis game, which is, hasn't really got me out of jail, but it's not, it's left me kind of respectable. Um, I think you did all right, though, Baz. I think you're f- three and three. Uh, yeah, three and three with my... one with one in the balance. Yeah, up and down all over the place. I can't get two on the same night. Uh, done all right Monday night. Um, and then Tuesday, one winner, one loser. Wednesday, one winner, one loser. Uh, I lost on the Arsenal game earlier. 
and uh, Man United games not going in my favour tonight. So definitely a bit of a bit of a mixed bag. Yeah, that first week of uh, European football when I declared myself a European expert, I think I went off a bit soon, but um, because I mean, as it up, well, we'll get to it. Listen, this Brentford Fulham game, the Premier League. There was two things about this. A, it seems like it was months ago, even though it was on Monday night. And um, when did Fulham score a second goal? Because I must have turned it off in a paddy by then. Because I didn't realise it was 3-2 until halfway through my handicap tonight. Yeah, that was, was really it three- on. I, I thought exactly the same as you tonight when I before I come on here. <laughs> not, not about the goal. I, I knew it was... Oh, right, OK. But about it feeling like it was weeks ago. Like Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, 3-2 in the end, wasn't it? But it was far more comfortable than that, really, for, for Brentford, I think. Um, 3-1-85 minutes. It was 99 minutes. That was the... The, oh, is that what happened? Yeah. So actually, was... Funny enough, on the Monday night, I'd seen it went 3-1, and then I'm sat there 15 minutes later, I think, and I've had no update. It must be finished. And then it was like 5 past 10 or something it come up. No, okay. 3-2. Uh, so I remember thinking at the time, eh, I thought that was done ages ago. Um, but yeah, where did you go on that one, Malcolm? I can't... I took the draw, Baz. So there really there wasn't much in the game. Uh, bright, uh, Fulham equalised, and I felt quite good about myself. Um, and then it was a dodgy penalty. Brentford got a dodgy penalty. However, so I mean, I, I, I was claiming I was a little bit unlucky there. But they're probably, well, they're not probably. There's a clear red card on Lukic from Fulham at the end of the first half. The referee absolutely dropped his arse and didn't send Lukic off. Um, and that would have changed the game in Brentford's favour. So I couldn't really... Um, claim claim much bad luck, uh, but you took both things to score, Baz, which was cash before half time. Nice, yeah, it was nice and easy for me that one. Um, I fancied goals in this one. Um, Fulham have got a good record of scoring at the moment. I think they've scored in six on the bounce. Uh, I think I recall from from handicapping the next lot of games. You look at the XG from the games; it was two point five Brentford, one point five Fulham. So loads of chances there. Six shots on goal for Brentford, five for Fulham. It all played nicely. To me, it was a really good start of the weekend. Yeah, two teams going well. Quite quite good fun to watch, both of them. Um, Tuesday, Champions League. This was my bad beat. This is the one that really made a difference for me. Benfica, five. Bruges, one. Because I took Benfica to win to nil. Uh, yeah. And it was five, nil. And I didn't, get, I didn't even see that goal till maybe an hour and a half later. About half eleven again, I'd tapped out. I've got to. Whenever there's about ten minutes left in these games, Baz, I'm a creature of habit. I go and run the bath. I stick the bath on, and then I'll get myself in the bath. So if there's any extra time or late shenanigans, I miss it because I'm I'm wallowing. Is what's going on? Eighty-seven um, minutes that goal as well. Yeah, so it was five I mean, nil, eighty-seven. Um, seven seven nil on aggregate at the time. You just think. Um, but I, I nailed yeah. this one. I, I really, you... really like Benfica to win well. Um, I took them in the handicap. They were a good price and never really looked like losing them from half-time. They were 2-0. Um, quickly 3-0, 4-0, 5-0. Shame we didn't get on the ladder on this one because I did I did fancy... We said how shit Bruges are. Scott yeah. Parker's been sacked, hasn't he, I think, now? Yes, Scott Parker got the 9-10 jack. I have no idea how he got the job in the first place, frankly. That seems to be an accident. It's like they got the wrong bloke. But yeah, the other thing I picked out in this, so obviously I took a handicap, which was good, but I picked out a goal scorer, Gonzalo Ramos. Um, I think it was 11 to 10. Ramos. Um, scored just on a stroke of half time, scored again in the second half. So he bagged two in the end. Uh, so yeah, best best game of the week for me. Uh, two picks from two in that one. Nice. Uh, 
Chelsea 2, Dortmund 0. Um, I took Dortmund. I was wrong, but I knew why I'd be wrong. And I did say why I'd be wrong. Is that Chelsea did what this thing that they always do. They just decide in the Champions League they want to go and win. And it's not. It's up to them if they want. It's got nothing to do with the manager ever. If they want to go and win, they'll go and win. They've done this for 20 years and they were absolutely brilliant. It's baffling. It makes it more annoying. It makes it worse how dog shit they are in the Premier League. Uh, they were great. They dominated from absolutely start to finish. Um, you took Dortmund on the double chance, so that was a loser as well. But do you want to try and explain what Chelsea are up to, Bas? Not really. I mean, I, I, was, I, was, I was happy with my pick when I made it on Sunday night. But then the game comes round on the Tuesday night and you, you just... You had that fear that you just didn't, you didn't know what Chelsea would turn up, or, or in fact, you almost did know. You did. That's the thing. That's why I mentioned it before. Um, you know, but they did play well in the first leg and lost. So I had the fear a little bit, but I still I was confident enough. I thought Dortmund would would be better, um, just because they're in great form, winning every week, scoring plenty of goals, and I expected more from them. Um, I thought the handball for the penalty was harsh. And the retakes, just a bit of a fiasco, really, isn't it? <laughs> Nobody knows what the rules are anymore. Yeah. I thought the handball was probably a handball. Like, I couldn't really argue with that. But I don't understand the encroachment thing. Because the Chelsea player, if that was an NFL, that's offset and penalties, isn't it? Two folks have done yeah, something yeah, wrong. Course, penalties course, offset, yeah. replay, like, third down or whatever, you know? Just, Chilwell was two yards ahead of the bloke who got caught for encroachment. But whoever was on co-commentator um, um, was saying McManaman possibly was saying that because he'd cleared the ball. That's that's the reason why because he got the ball. If he hadn't got the ball on the rebound, then they wouldn't have retook it apparently. Um, but because he <laughs> got a head start, so you so you're allowed to do what you want as long as you don't touch the ball. Didn't touch the ball. Eh? What's the point in having the rule? Anyway, as well, just let people stand anyway. It's a load of shite. Um, Bayern won PSG nil. Uh, tick next to my name here. This is one of my couple of winners. Um, and it was really simple. Bayern I picked because they're the better team. And all yeah, night... Bayern 2, PSG nil. did you? Did I miss did another goal? Oh, hang on. No, I didn't. I saw this one. Because it Kingsley Coleman rolled one in. No, was it? No, it was Gnabry. Oh, I did see it. Left foot, yeah, the keeper. Donna, Donna Rummer did a really weird dive. Oh, tell you what. Jesus, if there's a goal after 80 minutes, Malcolm doesn't know. <laughs> it's one thing predicting the scores. I can't even get them right after the fucking games have happened, Baz. 2-0. Uh, <laughs> Captain Sale was already typing the word buffoon in that chat box. I know he's... Um, yeah, Bayern with a better team was my handicap and all night long Bayern were the better team. PSG missed that one guilted chance when the goalkeeper decided he wanted to try and Maradona his way through everyone and it got cleared off the line. But after that, Bayern were just better. There's been a lot of fallout really about um, why PSG are like they are. Will Mbappe hang around with Messi and Ramos just there getting paid. Thierry Henry was talking about the fans. They've got a disconnect from the club because PSG was kind of a workman. Like Paris is a bit of a mad place. In terms of a city, it's very working class. There's a lot of minorities there. And the do you know when PSG was formed, Baz? No, but I think you're going to tell me it's quite recent. 1972. It's yeah. not, there's no 150th anniversary going on. So, and that was their thing. That was their club. And all of a sudden, it's now not. There's an absolute huge disconnect between those Paris suburbs and what's going on at the minute. And they seem a bit sick of it. And the old thing's just a bit of a shit show. Like, um, 
you took goals, didn't you? Um, yeah. <laughs> your bet's marked down as a loser now, but I don't, I don't trust anything I've written down. Over three and a half was your bet. Over 3.5. I, I just expected more from PSG. I, I did think they would they would come and, and make a fight of it, at least. Um, and they just didn't really. Uh, once Bayern got ahead, you, you felt that was it. Game, it, was, it was done and dusted. Um, so, yeah, not even, not even close on that one. So, started off with a loser there. Done a bit better uh, on the next one. Uh, next up was uh, oh, okay, now, Tottenham nil AC Milan nil. I guessed, I said, I, yeah, I guessed, and I did say when I was making this pick that I was guessing at both teams to score. And I thought Tottenham, I, you? I can't remember. I said both teams to score, no. Was, yes, was yeah. Everything lent towards the no on that side. I didn't take Yeah, that. you're right. You're I was mistakenly under the impression that Tottenham might try and score a goal. Um, and they didn't. Tottenham have um, gone on the shit list, Baz. Straight on. Uh, they should have been on there weeks ago, Tottenham, but they're on. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna love you're gonna love when we get to the Spurs game later. Oh, uh, fucking baffled, big yeah. Um uh, I mean, in three competitions since last Wednesday, Baz, they've got the Sheffield United reserves and lost one nil in the FA Cup. They've got the Wolves in the Premier League and lost one nil. They've then got the Champions League and already one nil behind. Managed to nil nil to get beat one nil. I mean, what is the point? What we what we trying to achieve here? Like, um, Bob was absolutely <laughs> all Bob was obsessed with. We were watching this. We said Antonio Conte had the same haircut as Grandma, and he did that baffled him. Like, and it, it seemed to really upset him as well. Um, he was just shrugging his shoulders, looking at me. He's going, he's, why has he got Nan's hair? I was like, well, do, anyway, that's, yeah, I don't know what Conte is playing at. I don't know what any of them are playing at, so that was a waste of time. Yeah, I took um, them at 2.5. You did. Week again, they were really, really, I mean, it just hits every week. At the moment, I suppose I said the unders hits every week and the both teams to score no hits every week because they either don't score or they don't concede. Um, well, we look forward to handicapping that in a bit then, Baz. Uh, yeah. uh, tonight, uh, early on, Sporting Lisbon 2, Arsenal 2. I took Arsenal, um, missed. This one was caveated. I've got an excuse for everything this week, Baz. was the team news. We didn't know about the team news. Uh, and <laughs> team was shit, so, you know, you can put a line through that. Uh, I'll have my money back, please. Bet 365, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, they made a few changes, which you knew they were going to do. Uh, Odegaard, I think, was a big miss. Uh, this was a game that Arsenal both led and trailed in uh, and finished off 2-2. The keeper was dodgy. Um, the American, uh, Matt Turner, was a bit roby. And you took the under two and a half pass, so that was close as well. It wasn't a bad game, actually. It looked quite good fun. Sporting, Sporting I didn't realise they've got quite a good record against English teams. They've, um, they've won seven out of nine two-legged games. Seven out of the last nine over two legs. So, yeah, Sporting quite like it. Yeah, quite I mean, like I said, a challenge. I did see on this one, I, I think it was a good spot to fade Arsenal. Um, we both said we didn't think um, Arsenal would be going hell for leather in this tournament with everything they've got going on in the Premier League. Um, so, yeah, in hindsight, it should have possibly looked at, at, at Sporting. I fancied Sporting to get something, but I did think it would be a tight affair. I thought it would be a 1-0, 1-1, 0-0, something like that. Um, and the goals came fairly early and... and Writing seemed to be on the wall for for me quite early on, like. And then live tonight, Manchester United against Real Betis, uh, which I believe has just gone half time. Is it still one one? Uh, Rashford scored early on for Man United, and Eusebio Perez, ex Newcastle United, has slotted an equaliser. Uh, I used to love Perez, so that's almost as good as winning the Carabao Cup. There's Perez scoring against Man United, um, and that's what both teams to score, Baz. Um, so I've got a little tick there. Saved my bacon a little bit. 
Um, and my dog is betting to score over one and a half goals. If they get another one, I'm out of the woods for the week. Um, you've got Man United on the handicap, so in the next yeah, 45 not, minutes. I'm watching we'll the see. game, but X- XG live in play, half time, Man United got 1.6 to Betis is 0.4. So uh, feeling a little bit unlucky here, but I'm, I am not watching the game. So, But um, I, I think. You know, the Arsenal Man U games, we sort of looked at them. We, we expected Arsenal would make a couple of changes uh, and we thought Man U would go strong, looking to bounce back. And Man U are pretty exact same lineup as they put out against Liverpool. Yeah. Um, they have gone full strength. And as I said, I think Man U will have an eye on this as a tournament they can win. Um, they'll be disappointed if they don't come away with a win against Betis today. Although Betis, you know, did, did get a result, got a draw against Real Madrid at the weekend. Um, yeah, they're playing well. They'd won three in a row before that, so they're not in bad form. Uh, but Manuel, they want to come away from this home leg with a lead. We'll, we'll see what happens in the second half. Excellent. Serial has joined us in the chat. Good evening, sir. How are you doing? Um, we'll get on the Premier League uh, full slate. Let's get stuck right into this. I'll tell you first about WinBet, the official online sports week of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet active in a bunch of states. Tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, a.k.a. WinBet's Build Your Own Bet. March Madness is almost here. Plenty of ways to win. Get down on the NBA, NHL and XFL. Sign up today and receive a special offer. Bet 100, get $100. Limited two-state availability. And of course, our day gens are here at the biggest long-shot parlor of the week. You'll get a $1,000 free credit. Loads to choose from. Head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T offer subject to change T's and C's at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available if you were someone who knows a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 right okay Premier League let's go we will start with Saturday lunchtime the early game Uh, beware rule number one never bet the early game uh, Bournemouth against Liverpool is a 12.30 uh, UK time, 7.30 Eastern time kick-off. Uh, Bournemouth are 6-1 to one home puppies here. The draw is 7-2 and Liverpool are 11-25, to 25, uh, minus 2.27. If you remember the reverse fixture here, um, Liverpool managed to uh, just touch off Bournemouth 9-0. <laughs> in a game that got Scott Parker who's back second uh, his second appearance he's been sacked twice on 18 minutes in the show but, uh, he got the he got the sack from Bournemouth after Liverpool hooked them 9-0 um, Bournemouth are coming off that heartbreaker last week against Arsenal man got 2-0 up at the Emirates uh, were pegged back and eventually chinned in the 97th minute and they were actually doing a little bit better before that um They've scored in five of the last six games. And a little bit of January business that they did, particularly uh, Utara out on the wing, just seems to have livened them up a little bit. I don't think it's enough to save them. Um, but it has, see, it's like I say, it's, it's livened them up a little bit. Um, Liverpool have been much more like their old selves. They've kept five clean sheets in a row. And then obviously the highlight um, was the 7-0 thrashing of Man United last week. Liverpool were probably second best in that game for 42 minutes. That's kind of the weird thing. Uh, and then won 7-0. What they have got is they've got healthier. Um, Van Dijk's back. Alexander Arnold looks a bit more like his old self. And then they've got four fit top-class forwards. The three who did the business last week in Gakpo, Salomon Nunes and Diego Jota's uh, mooching around as well. So, I think Bournemouth could score here. They've been scoring. 
Uh, and Liverpool is still a bit ropey at the back. That 7-0 hasn't got them out of the woods. Um, let's not forget how vulnerable they've been before that. I think Bournemouth could score a goal. Even if they do, I think Liverpool can get three here. Liverpool is just firing. Um, I mean, what a team like Newcastle would give for one of those three up front, let alone all three of them, uh, or four if you want to stick Jutt in there as well. So I'm going to start with Liverpool on the handicap. The early kickoff unsettles me in terms of goals, but I've got no other course of action here. Liverpool minus one and a half goals on the Asian handicap. It's plus money, Baz, 15 to 13, uh, plus 115 for Liverpool to cover minus one and a half. I think I've, it's got the 3 1, 3 1 Liverpool would be my pick here. Well, there's not much more for me to say, Mark. I think you've covered it. Um, I mean, Bournemouth did get off their, their first win in, in what felt like forever, didn't they? A few weeks ago against Wolves when I tipped them up as my underdog. Um, They've had a pretty shitty run of games since, though, didn't they? Um, City, Arsenal, and now Liverpool. Uh, they were well beaten at home to Man City, and, and as you say, unlucky against Arsenal. Um, but same as you, you know, I said Liverpool now find themselves on a run of five clean sheets. I have, as I said in the last couple of weeks, you know, four of those five clean sheets have come against teams who are really struggling for goals. Um, but obviously, you can't take uh, anything away from them from last week's result against a bang informed Man United side. Um, uh, and I've gone down the same route as you. Four wins in the last five games in the league. Um, five clean sheets in that time. Four, all four of those wins came by two or more. Scored 13 goals in the last five games. And I've just said, yeah, we've got a team who are buoyed by a massive win last week against Man United, coming up against a team coming into it off a demoralising last-minute defeat to Arsenal. And I just think Liverpool and the handicap at plus money is too good a price. Uh, I expected it to be a bit shorter, but I've gone exactly the same way. Liverpool win by two or more. I had it down as eleven to ten plus one ten, but I'll uh, I'll shop around because you're getting plus one fifteen. So uh, yeah, yep. Liverpool to win by two or more for me also. Team extra ride. five, extra five points there, Baz. Yeah, team ride. The early team ride on the lunchtime kickoff. What could possibly go wrong, Baz? Well, we'll move on to the three o'clock, uh, and we will start at Goodison Park, where Everton take on Brentford. Uh, the prices are... It's a match, Baz. Uh, 17 to 10 each of two. Um, Everton, 17 to 10 plus 170. Brentford, 17 to 10 plus 170. And the draw is at 9 to 4 plus 225. Bookies can't split them, Baz, can you? Yes. Easy. Do it. Uh, <laughs> Everton, I just think Everton are still a bit hard to work out at the moment, aren't they? Um They've won two of their three home games since Dice joined. They beat Leeds, they beat Arsenal. Uh, but they have also had a home defeat against Villa in the most recent one. Um, two, two against Forest last week. That, that cracked a run where there was both teams to score no. Had hit six in a row before that. Um, and again, they've, they've leaned towards the overs. Last couple of games have been over 2.5. Um, prior to that, it was, it was five to the under. So a little bit of a turnaround there in terms of the unders and the both teams to score now going the opposite way. But I say that they're hard to work out. I don't think Dice has got them doing what he wants from them yet. Uh, you mentioned last week, there still seems a lot of, he seems very annoyed on the touchline, doesn't he? That they're not yeah. really doing what he wants them to do. And you look at Brentford. I mean, Brentford are an astonishing run. 12 unbeaten now in the league. Six wins, six draws. Um, only one of those draws was a nil-nil. So they're getting on the score sheet all of the time. 11 of the last 12 Brentford are scoring goals. Um, so I think Brentford will score here. It's then what, what do I think Everton can do? And I'm still just not filled with any confidence with this Everton side. I don't think they're very good. Um, 
So I'm going to take Brentford side, who are efficient, hard to beat. They don't fear anyone. They're not going to be intimidated by the atmosphere at Goodison. And I think they're a very good price at 17 to 10. In the form they're in at the moment, I'll take Brentford to win. 17 to 10, plus 170. That's the bet for me. Okay, Baz goes on the road with Brentford. Yeah, I mean, Everett, no winning three and question marks for me over the win they did get against Leeds, a time when Leeds couldn't win with a dodgy goal. Both teams to score, no, six of the last seven. They are 16th in the home table. The form's poor. Um, and say Brentford are going really well. Brentford are second in the form table over the last eight games with 18 points. Um, the last away game was a 1-1 draw at Arsenal, which is a good result. Um it's two out. It's two on the team, right, Baz? I'll take Brentford, uh, seventeen to ten plus one seventy. I mean, they're just they're considerably a better team. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd take that. I think that's a good pick every day of the week. Uh, we, Man United two, bet this one. Anthony, he's fucking. Oh, he can't. <laughs> oh man, you need another one, Baz. Uh, that'll pre- oh, let's get loads of time. Loads of time. Yeah, well, you need one, but I need one as well. That's not going to help you. That's, that's not. Um, where are we going? Leeds versus Brighton, 3 p.m., 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Kickoff Leeds are um, 11 to 4, plus 275 at home. The draw is 13 to 5, plus 260. Brighton are 18 to 19, minus 105. Uh, Leeds lost to Chelsea narrowly last week. I don't actually think they played great. They made a couple of scrappy half chances near the end. Um, and they are going to need some home wins. They need to put up some home form together to get out of the out of the relegation um, places. They beat Southampton 1-0 in their last home game. In fact, they've had, there's been three 1-0s in a row uh, and a 2-0 before that. So little patterns emerging on Leeds. Uh, Brighton got back to who we thought they were last week. Uh, full of goals when they humped West Ham 4-0. Uh, fifth in the away league table, fourth in the form table coming into this. So I was trying to find an angle to get the leads a bit bad because, you know, I've, I've been kind of thinking or repeatedly stating, I think they can get out of it. I like the way they play. Um, but I can't, Baz. I can't find an angle to take leads. Um, so I'm not thrilled with the price. Odds on. Um, I'd maybe want a little bit bigger, but not that I can do about that. Um, I'm going to take Brighton on the road, on the money line. I just think they're, they're flying very, very similar to this game we've just handicapped, Everton and Brentford. Um, you can make the, the same case for both home teams, Leeds and Everton. You can make a, a very similar case for both away teams, Brighton and Brentford. Uh, Brighton on the price of Brentford, and that's the, that's the only thing I'm not thrilled about. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to take Brighton for the win. Minus 105, 18 to 19, but Christ. <laughs> oh, no, because, we're good uh, again, are we? Well, well, no, no, because I'm between two bets. So I'm, that makes it easy for me. I'm going, I'm going to oppose, well, not oppose you, but I'm going, uh, I'm going to go the, the other route. Um, but but very much the same the same handicap here. Leeds with just one win in 12 and a field to score in six of those 12 games. Um, really struggling in front of goal. New manager hasn't changed any of that. You know they've only scored one goal in the four games since since he came in. Uh, but more body Brighton is the the scoring loads of goals. They clicked again last week, as you said, four 0 over West Ham. There's only four teams that scored more than Brighton this season: Arsenal, Man City, Spurs, and Liverpool. L- Liverpool obviously only by virtue of those seven that scored last week. Otherwise, Brighton would have been sort of 
fourth in the in the scoring league this year. So you've mentioned the, the high up in the form table, but in terms of goals over the season, really, really good. Outscored Man United this season, and everyone's saying what a great, great year Man you are having now. Um, <laughs> Brighton must be delighted. Potter moved to Chelsea now, mustn't they? Because I think Deserby's getting them playing better football, the better to watch. Uh, right in the hunt for European places. And meanwhile, they're looking down the road watching Potna struggle and probably get fired within the next few weeks. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought Brighton had a good price here at around evens. Um, but I thought having backed the low-scoring affair last week and being completely wrong, um, I'm going to go with the goals. So I'm going with Brighton to score two or more here. Um, no, okay, yeah, that's I like it's, that bit. But... It's, it's ten, it's ten to eleven, and and I think about it now. I think why not just back Brighton at the same price? Because uh, realistically, all I'm getting here is is the possibility of a two-two, and, and I don't see Leeds scoring two. Um, but I'll, I'll I'll take that Brighton to score two or more is the pick. Ten to eleven, just a shade of odds on. Um, I mean, although Leeds game have been low scoring lately, they, and they aren't letting loads of goals in the most recent f- form. The home form, um, they've conceded two or more in seven of the last nine, I think. Um, the other two, they had clean sheets against Brentford and Southampton. So there's there's plenty of form at home of Leeds letting in at least a couple of goals. And I think Brighton Brighton can get two here. Um, OK, Brighton team total then for Baz. Um, uh, the good captain signed off on the Brentford team ride as well in the chat. Happy with that. Uh, next up, we made it three o'clock is Leicester against Chelsea. Leicester 11 to four plus 275. The draw five to two. And Chelsea are 18 to 19 minus 105. Uh, but Chelsea, what are you doing? In fact, Leicester and Chelsea, two teams that we've both uh, struggled with recently. Yeah, I mean, we, we we thought for a little while Leicester had turned things around, didn't we? Um, any any hopes of a turnaround for Leicester is well and truly dead now. So they beat Villa and Spurs, scored eight goals, and we thought, oh, they might might be on their way back here. Yeah? Madison's back fit. Um, they went on to lose the next three in the league without scoring a goal, uh, and they lost to Blackburn in the cup as well, which I famously tipped up at uh, seven to one. As you remember, <laughs> um, Chelsea. I mean, as I said, yeah, they've got a morale boosting win in the Champions League, which just feeds right into what you've been saying about them: how they can win when they want and when it suits them, but equally can just decide not to turn up. Um, they did get their first win in six league games last week, but it wasn't an inspiring performance against Leeds, and, and it doesn't inspire me to to go back in them. Man United have gone three one up there. Bruno Fernandez. Live in play updates. The handicap is back on. Um, Chelsea games have now hit the unders eight in a row. Um, the unders at ten to eleven was, was one that does appeal, uh, but I've decided to go for the both teams to score no instead. So Nineteen to twenty. Uh, it's hit seven of the last eight games for Chelsea. It's hit three in a row in Leicester games. Uh, Chelsea are good at the back. I, I do think one thing they do do well is, is defend. They're not scoring um, often enough. And I find it hard to know where this game goes. In terms of the money line, I, I think it's impossible. Uh, but I can't see it being full of goals. And both of these teams are very capable of blanking on any given day. Uh, so both teams are scoring no 19 to 20. That's the pick for me. Okay. Um, yeah, the first thing I wrote here, Baz, was just impossible. Um I mean, I thought we had a handle on Leicester, like you said, and then they blanked against Arsenal uh, and lost at Southampton. But I thought they played all right in that first 
half an hour. But then again, Southampton are side, so you'd expect them to be the better team. The Leicester fans aren't happy either. And I think often that's quite a good barometer. They're, they're questioning whether they're going to drag themselves out of it. Um, they are 19th in the home table, 12 points from 12 games. So Chelsea beat Leeds for their first win in six, um, but then look like world beaters against Dortmund. Um, so yeah, I know you've been more in than me on Chelsea, but, but I'm hoping that that win's going to put them right, possibly. And I'm going to take Chelsea to follow up here. I feel like I'm a bit chalky, you know, looking at these first few picks. I mean, I've got Brentford at plus money, I suppose. I've got a dog later on. But yeah, I feel a bit uh, I feel a bit dull and boring. I mean, I'm going to take Chelsea on the money line, um, 18 to 19, minus 105. Uh, the final three o'clock game on Saturday is Tottenham Hotspur against Nottingham Forest. Tottenham are two to five, uh, minus 250. The draw is 15 to four, plus 375. Uh, Nottingham Forest to 13 to two, plus 650. First four words on my note party here say Tottenham can't fuck off. Um, I mean, the th- weird thing is, like, you put the pull the stats up on screen and you go to handicap it, and there's loads of pointers for them here getting a good result. Um, they've, but I can't pick them on principle. Like, the last three home games in the league, they've all won to nil. The fifth in the home table, Forrest are bottom of the away league table. Forrest lost 4 0 at West Ham in the last away game. Everything wants you to take Tottenham and then take them comfortably in some kind of winter nil, Asian handicap, some sort of thing. But like we just said 20 minutes ago, we've just watched them lose at Sheffield United Reserve without scoring, without trying to score, lost at Wolves, and then what they were doing the other night, it's like they, did, they didn't even join in. Like, they didn't join in that game. They were an absolute jambled nance just setting them up to get beat 1-0. I didn't understand it. Um, so I can't back Tottenham. What I've done here, Baz, is because I've also just outlined why Forrest are unlikely to do anything here, is I've faded both teams. So the bet, and it actually comes in at even money, plus 100, um, is the under two and a half goals. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fading both teams. And that means uh, we'll get the under two and a half. Tottenham probably will sneak this one or two nil, is what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Kane will get a pen or Son will bending a 28-yarder or something and they'll nick it uh, but the under two and a half goals is the pick and I was delighted no juice uh, the the over is juiced so I'll take the under bus. yeah I don't mind that I mean I've been, I've been back in the unders or or the both teams to score no in Spurs games for a few weeks now um, with plenty of success uh, I get you saying you're, you're not backing Spurs out of principle but I just say fuck your principles I just fucking <laughs> <laughs> pick what I think's going to win, and I do think Spurs can get a result here. Yeah. I mean, they continue to puzzle me. Like they just—I mean, something isn't right, is it? That they, they don't seem to be playing for Conti. Um, I mean, although he hasn't been there for several weeks, the fans aren't happy. Loads of them are already wanting Conti out now. I think everybody knows Conti is going to be gone at the end of the season. Yeah, he's not going to stay. And I think I was listening to a lot of fans last night saying. Just get rid of him now. If you can get Pochettino back in, now it seems a big push for Pochettino. I'm not sure how good an idea that is. Like managers coming back, not uh, not for me. That uh, did he see Richarlison through Conte under the bus last night as well? Did he see? No, he didn't. What did he say? Um, just something like we're playing really shit at the moment. Um, <laughs> literally, something like that. we're playing really shit. You paraphrasing, Buzz. Um, no, they, they, I mean, the word shit was definitely used. There was definitely swearing in there. Um, 
and he just said something like, I came here to play and I don't play and I'm a bit sick of it or something like that. It was uh, he wasn't wasn't a happy man and, and I don't suppose Conte'll be happy um with with what he said. Um that is a bit baffling that because for example, Lucas Moura's had two appearances this week. And yeah. I mean they shipped him off somewhere and he had to come back because they never sent the fax through in time or something, didn't they? In the transfer window. So they're quite happy to ship him out the club. And then he's getting a game in front of Richarlison. He would have paid 60 million quid for. Like, riddle me that, Baz. It's baffling. Yeah, he says, I'm a professional. I work every day and I want to play. I'm missing minutes, missing time. This season is shit. I was on a good run and suddenly he puts me on the bench. Uh, I just think, what's that going to achieve? You're going to be on the bench again on Sunday or Saturday, aren't you? Um I mean, it's four clean sheets in a row at home now for Spurs and, and they're coming up against the Forest side who have only scored, still only scored three goals on the road. And that's that's where I have to lean towards Spurs because I can't see Forest doing anything. They've done nothing away from home all season. And as I say, Spurs have been tight at home. I did point out uh, six unders in a row for Spurs games. Um, so, so, you know, no problem at all with your choice. I did look again at the both teams to score no, which landed for me last week because Wolves won 1-0. So even where you might think Spurs will win it, they can have that stinking performance like they did at Wolves and you can still win without both teams to score no. But, uh, but it was a bit short, 7-10. Um, so I, I just come back Forest on the road and I hate backing Spurs at the moment, but I'm going to. Um, they won the last two games 2-0. Uh, last two home games, I should say, 2-0. Uh, I think this could be something similar. We'll have a 2-0 win. You can hit your unders and I'll hit me Spurs handicap. Spurs to win by two or more, 11-10. I don't like it, but I'm going to cash it. It's going to win. That, Baz, is absolute savage amusement taking that like. Um, uh, I know. I, I knew as soon as I wrote this pick down, you would say exactly that. And I fully yeah. understand it. Um but I just couldn't say anywhere else to go. I, I don't mind your unders, unders pick at all, to be honest. Uh, the, I think the only thing that probably put me off that is the way Forrest f- crumbled against West Ham the other week. They lost 4-0. I still had that in my mind because I took the unders in that game. And, and 70 minutes in, we're sitting at 0-0. And then in the blink of an eye, I got battered. Um, so, yeah, I don't like it. Put top in the handicap. 11-10, plus 110. Off we go. The, that bars is a journey past the mouth of the dragons that I don't want to take. Uh, Underdog Fantasy, however, um, is one of our favourite sponsors here on the SGPN. Uh, it is your home for off-season NFL best ball drafts, uh, but they've also got you covered for a ton of other daily games, including NBA, NHL and PGA. Underdog Fantasy is a great way to get down on your favourite player props if they're not available in your state. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Have you noticed that It's Awesome's been dropped from the Adrian's Bars? I was just getting into that. I was uh, I was getting the hang. That was one of our favourite bits of the week and they've got a got shot of it. Ah, what a switch. Um, right, so, tea time. Everyone's favourite game is the Saturday tea time game now. Uh, everyone loves a bit of uh, cucumber sandwiches with a scone and we will watch Crystal Palace take on Manchester City while we have our tea, which is a 5.30 uh, UK time, 12.30 Eastern time kickoff. Manchester City are 
the heavy favourites on the road, nine to twenty-five, minus two seventy-seven. Crystal Palace big home dogs at eight to one, and the draws at fifteen to four, plus three seventy-five. Baz Palace against City. Yeah, Palace. Uh, I just can't can't get on with Palace at the minute. Um, ten without a win now for them in all competitions. Really, really struggling. Um, seven of those ten went under two point five, and I think Palace have scored just four goals in the last nine league games now. Um, Man City, as we know, are struggling defensively. They did get a clean sheet last week against Newcastle. It was the first in a while um, in the league. And City away from home is a, a bit of a mixed bag, really. They're unbeaten in the last five. But prior to that, they did lose three in a row on the road. Spurs, Man United and Southampton was, was a cup game. Um, they lost. But what I've, it's the same old thing with City, isn't it? it? It's hard to oppose them, but certainly with Palace, who, who can't win. And what I found with City on the road, it's either bad in terms of they don't win, or if they do win, it's pretty easy. And I think eight of the last ten wins on the road have been by two or more. And I think it's a decent enough price this this week against Palace. It's even money for Man City on the handicap. Um, so again, it's a little bit boring, and it's a little bit samey, and it's probably where I go most weeks for Man City. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I, I, it's a it's a handicap for me. I just I couldn't find another angle of where to go. Um, so yeah, Man City on the handicap, win by two or more. It's a price of evens plus one hundred. Um, that's the one for me. You can you can give yourself plus one hundred five on that, Baz, because that's the price I've got written down, uh, and I've got it written down because I've got exactly the same pick. Um, Palace either score none or one; uh, they score maximum of one, and not very often. Um, and City have humped everyone. They've covered the handicap in all the recent games, apart from that one all draw with Forest, and they absolutely battered them hard and missed sitter after sitter after sitter. So absolutely everything points to this. It is a good price. See plus money again. Um, boring, but there's you. You've got to skin this cat one way or another. Uh, so, yeah, Manchester City on the Asian handicap for me, Baz, exactly the same. Uh, but the price is 20 to 19 plus 105. Bless you, Baz. Uh, next up, uh, we had a Sunday. Sunday is busy. Four games on Sunday because of the uh, Europa League and the Europa Conference shenanigans. Uh, the first Sunday game is a two o'clock kickoff which is a 9am Eastern time start between Fulham and Arsenal. Fulham are 5-1 to one at home, big price. The draw is 3-1 to one, and Arsenal are 3-5, to five, minus 166. Uh, Fulham's still going okay, um, although they've had a couple of disappointing results against Brentford and Wolves. Um, that 3-1 to one Monday night that we talked about was their first over in seven games. Um, Arsenal's comeback last week against Brentford made it four in a row since they had that little they had that little mini wobble where they lost to Everton drew with Brentford and then lost at Manchester City and they've come back and won four on the spin so yeah uh, hats off to them really hard game to handicap this because um, Fulham are quite tempting at home they, they often make a, make a game of things at home I think they can give them a game yet um, this to me Baz I, I'll have to look for a, comp, a comparison to recent games that we've seen. And this looks very, very similar, Baz, to Aston Villa-Arsenal a couple of weeks ago, uh, where Villa got away in 1-4-2, but it was wide open. Uh, I think Villa got ahead twice in that game. 
Um, so my pick, Baz, I was saying I was a little bit chalky earlier on, so I'll go slightly more extravagant. Now, I'm going to take over three and a half goals. It's a tea-time game as well. You tend to get this a bit more action, then everyone's woken up later in the day. Over three and a half goals, Baz, at two to one. Um, either Arsenal can win this 3-1, or Fulham might just nick a 2-2 if they go mad at home. So, yeah, let's get some goals, Baz. Yeah, any of that will do for me. Um, I mean, Fulham have been on a, on a seven-game unbeaten run before they lost to Brentford the other day. Uh, and they've been, as I said earlier, they've been in good form in terms of scoring, scoring each of the last six games. Um, Arsenal, as you say, have won the last four. They've scored 12 in the process. Um, but I do think they came up against a bit of a, a favourable run of fixtures, which has helped them. Villa, Bournemouth, Everton, Leicester, ni- nice little run of games. And out of those four, it was only Everton that was a walk in the park for them. I still, I still feel like they are showing some vulnerabilities and making hard work of a few of these games. You know, the one by one at Leicester, um, Villa, they were, they were, it was all tied going into the 90th minute and similar in the Bournemouth game, come, come back from two down. So I think there are some vulnerabilities there. Um, and we faded Arsenal last time they dropped points, didn't we? We both tipped the draw at Brentford. Yeah, we did. Um, nice. And I think you can make an argument for fading them again here, but... I, I, the the price wasn't I don't know I I didn't because the I'm, I'm worried about the, the 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 luck they seem to have at the moment I know it's not it's not all luck you make your own luck it's, I'm I'm not making any any um any accusations that they're getting the rub of the green or anything but <laughs> well I think Fulham can get something I, I I'm not brave enough to back them to to win but I'll take the both teams to score uh, a four to five I think Fulham will get on a score sheet. Arsenal are, are conceding um, often enough for me and Fulham are, are scoring. They're a good side and at home I think they'll give Arsenal a game. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they can come away with a draw here. Both teams to score four to five. Uh, what's that? Minus 125. Um, yeah. That's a bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this was... Uh, when you look down, if I asked you just look down this list um, and pick a dog... That's kind of one of the ones you'd be drawn to immediately. And at that price as well. I said earlier on that I'd, I'd pick Brighton, but I'd want a little big, bit of a bigger price. Um, this, I think this Fulham price is excellent. Like, uh, I, I would maybe have this a little bit shorter, kind of 92, that kind of range. Um, yeah, as I say, I, just, I, I think there's been enough in the Arsenal performances lately to show that someone will, will take points off them soon. Um, so, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Fulham, Fulham do get something from the game. Uh, another two o'clock kickoff is Manchester United against Southampton. Uh, Manchester United are nine to twenty-five minus two seventy-seven. Draw at four to one. Southampton at eight to one. Man United currently in action, uh, leading three-one against uh, Real Betis. Um, obviously, the been the big talking point this week is they got smashed, uh, and how we laughed last week. They lost seven-nil. Um, Ten Hogs got out and picked the same team tonight, which was probably a nice touch. I think. Um, I think when we when we handicapped this on Sunday night, as we said, he'd definitely make changes. You know, expecting to see Harry Maguire and players like that gone at you. Um, and he said, "No, I will tell you what, you go out and fix it," um, which I've got a lot of time for. So yeah, they'll they'll have wanted to come out and probably keep a clean sheet tonight, and they never managed that. Um, so yeah, interesting to see to see how they respond. And let's be honest, they couldn't have got a nicer a nicer fixture to do it in than Southampton at home. Um, saying that, Southampton have won two of their last three games, remarkably. Uh, they got that win against Leicester last week and uh, the win at Chelsea. 
Uh, this part, Thursday teams get tired. Uh, we we mentioned this a lot. This it's historically a thing. I don't know why it's a thing. If I do something on a Thursday, it doesn't mean I'm tired on a Sunday, Baz. Uh, I can just crack on like it's not a problem. But for some reason, like Wednesday, Saturday is not a problem. Everyone's fine with that. Thursday, Sunday, impossible. Can't do it. Um, Manchester United will win this game, but they'll do it with a little bit up their sleeve. They're going to win one or two nil is what's going to happen. Um, I don't think Southampton are going to compete or score. And a bit similar to the Tottenham Forest game, the price for this is, again, it's plus money. It's uh, it's well over evens. 13 to 10 plus 130 is the price for the under two and a half goals. Manchester United will score one in each half, probably a penalty in there, uh, and they'll win 2 nil. So give me the under two and a half at plus 130, Basil. Well, you caught me off guard with that one. I wasn't expecting that. Um, you actually stole that one off me because that was my uh, my turn to go first there. Oh, was it? Uh, no, Did I do Fulham? No. Yeah. Um, oh, I mean, to be fair, it's all right because I didn't really write much down here. Um, I mean, what were you whinging for then? <laughs> I'm looking at the under two and a half. It's hit about twice in the last 15 at Old Trafford. Um, I don't like it. I've wrote down here basically. I don't have much to say on it. Um, Man United's home form just leads me down one route here. They're, they're unbeaten in 20 at home. They've won 18 of 20. Um, they had a draw against Newcastle early in the season and a draw more recently against Leeds. Um, and of those 18 wins, they've won 13 of them by two goals or more. Southampton aren't getting hammered off anyone at the moment. So, that, you know, that leads into your bet a little. But when Southampton have played away against sort of top six sides this year, they lost 3 0 to Spurs, 3 1 to Liverpool, 4 0 to Man City um, in, in the games where they've come up against good sides on the road. Um, and that's good enough for me to take a Man U handicap, 10 to 11, um, minus 1.5. So Man United win by two or more. Seems like I've picked this in several games tonight. Uh, but it's good enough for me at home. Uh, as I say, they've covered that more than often enough this season um, and they're close to even money. Man, you to win by two or more for me, 10 to 11. Okay. You stick to your convictions, Baz, if that's, uh, if they're your picks. Um, two o'clock again, third, three simultaneous two o'clocks on Sunday. Uh, West Ham versus Aston Villa. West Ham, six to five plus 120. The draw, 23 to 10 plus 230. Aston Villa, 12 to five plus 240. Um, I'll let you go first here, but now West Ham, I'll just add, we're playing in the Europa Conference away in Larnaca. I'd give you the, the final score, but I've got a bit of previous for not picking right now. With it, they were two nil up, Baz. What what happened? What what was the score? Did they was it four three or something? Because I've you got written down. You put me on the spot because the the Europa Conference League doesn't doesn't hit my radar. It's too low, but they did win two nil. Oh, um, there you go. I was right. Okay, so West Ham won two nil in Larnaca. Um, had a probably a nice bit of seafood out there as well. Uh, West Ham versus Villa, Yeah, um, <laughs> Thursday, Sunday, Malcolm, you can't win on a Sunday. They'll be tired. Won't you can't, mate. More tired than Man United because Man United have just played at Old Trafford, whereas uh, West Ham have had to go all the way to Larnaca. Um, yep. West Ham back to back 4 0s, um, beaten by Brighton 4 0, and then they're also beaten Forest 
four nil. So a bit of a mixture. The Forest win is the only one in six in all competitions. Um, West Ham are right in the relegation mix. We're only one point above the the bottom three at the moment, right in the relegation fight. Villa, on the other hand, would probably be considered to be the first of the safe teams. If you look at Villa sitting in 11th on 34 points, there's then a seven-point gap down to 12th place. It's really, really split in two now, the table. So Villa will consider themselves pretty much safe, getting some good results. Um, they've won the last two in a row. That followed a three-game losing streak, but I, I mentioned last week they came up against Man City, Arsenal and Leicester, so top two in, in amongst that three-game losing streak. And their away form's actually quite good. They've won four of the last five in the league, and uh, only Man City uh, beat them in that five-game streak away from home. So I think I can cross Villa here. Away at West Ham, team struggling uh, with a fan base who are getting a bit fed up. Um, they're all a bit sick of Moyes now. Um and I just think Villa are a better team. They haven't played on a Thursday. West Ham have. Uh, they'll be a bit fresher. And I think they're great value. 12 to 5. So what's that? Plus 240. It but is Villa, plus 240. Ham, I'm all over that. I think that's a great pick. Um, we'll find out whether it's great on Sunday. But yeah, Villa to win. Villa to beat West Ham at 12 to 5 is the play for me on the money line. Yeah, I totally agree, Baz. The uh, natives down at the Brexit Bowl are indeed getting very restless. Um, and this is the obvious underdog play on the card. I see you could your eyes were slightly drawn to us uh, to Fulham, possibly, um, but this jumps off the page. Absolutely jumps off the page. West Ham um, suck. Uh, the two wins came against Forest, who are 20th in the form table on the road, and Everton, um, which was the game that got uh, Fat Frank sacked. So that was the end of that. Um, Villa dipped in form in that tough run of fixtures. Well, either side of that, they've beat Leeds, Southampton, Everton and Palace. And now we're talking about comps, Baz. Um, yeah. Is there a greater comp to Leeds, Southampton, Everton and Palace than West Ham? I mean, they're in that. They're all in that club. Um, that's the form line that wins this game. Team ride, Baz, easy. Aston Villa, 12-5. to 5. Plus 240. Yeah. Reels in the chat there. He likes to draw no bet. Plus 135. I looked at that. Don't mind it at all. Thought I'd be a little bit more ambitious. I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd like to have one or two which are just a little bit uh, more ambitious. But draw no bet if you want to play it safe at 135, I think uh, is, is a great, great looking price as well. Right. A little bit off the uh, ladies' menu there, cereal for uh, Ming and Baz. Ming and Baz put our big. Big boy pants on for this game. Uh, 4.30 kickoff on Sunday, the final game. Um, 11.30 Eastern time is a game I will be at Newcastle United against Wolverhampton Wanderers. Newcastle 11-17, to 17, minus 153. The draw is 11-4, plus 275. And Wolves are 9-2, uh, plus 150. Um, now, Newcastle might win. But there is no chance you'd be betting them at these, this price at all. Um, at odds on, uh, they haven't won in five. They have, they've scored three goals in the last eight games, league games. Um, you can stick the Wembley disappointment onto that as well if you want. So yeah, no way you can you can factor Newcastle into this. What um, now I, I liked Wolves uh, recently. Um, you I've liked them a lot more than you. They're one of the teams we've been on other sides on the fence of. They made me money. Uh, they've won four, four in the last... Four Man United. Four? Oh, Baz has done it. Baz has copped. No, God. Even Veghorst scored. Caught, caught. Horses notched. Um, yeah, they've, they've beaten Liverpool. They've beaten Tottenham. And they've beaten 
What does that say? I've written something down. Who did they? Who else did the beat, Baz? I, I can't know, read this is, your, this is your handicap, man. It's mine, right? It starts with a B. They beat the good team. They beat Brighton. Liverpool, Tottenham, and uh, someone they else. They beat Brighton recently, didn't they? Didn't they go beat Brighton 1 0? That's possible. Um, both teams are under two and a half machines at the moment. That makes the price way too short. And, Baz, I'm going to fly in the face of all that. Somebody's going to win this game 2 1. Now, I'm not saying who it's going to be because I don't know, but somebody is. Uh, the over two and a half goals is 11 to 10. Man, Newcastle have got to do something. We're, we're struggling to keep clean sheets. Yeah, that's kind of gone away. Um, and we, we do keep saying we've underperformed our XG repeatedly, made chances against Man City last week, three good ones. Um, again, maybe a couple of changes, expecting going. Are we going to see Isaac? Something's something's going to go down this weekend and the over two and a half goals. It's going to be a bit a bit livelier than, than the usual Newcastle shake. And Wolves have been joining in a little bit more than they were um, before they got Lopetegui in charge. Over two and a half goals, 11 to 10 plus 110, Baz. That's fine. And I can help everybody out who's listening by telling them which way the 2-1 is going to be as well. Yay! So, um, you up the Wolves. I mean, I've, I've got... As you say, I've, I've not been that high on Wolves, really. I, I don't... I'm still not that sold on them. Um, it's hard to know what to expect here. There's only so long Newcastle fans can keep saying, well, we've played well, we just haven't taken our chances in it. The simple fact is, at some point, we need to turn that around. Uh, and I, th- I think this is a massive game for Newcastle in our season. I think if you fail to win here, the mood's going to start to change a bit. I think I think there's been a bit of uh, acceptance that we've been on a tough run. Uh, but I, don't, I think if we don't win here... Things could unravel for the remainder of the season and it might just drift away and, and turn into a bit of a um, disappointing finish. But a win, and I think we'll look back to be in the top, the race for the top, be a big morale booster with, it, with a, a decent run of games coming up. Um, it is three defeats in a row and no win in five league games. And as you say, we've, we've scored just three in those last five. On the plus side, I mean, we've still, let's not forget, we've only lost once at home all season. Um but draws are no good. You know, we've had far too many of those. We have to start winning now. Um, and I've said, yeah, I mean, the last eight in the league have all been under 2.5. So all the trends on Newcastle tell you not many goals. But like you, uh, I have a feeling it could go the other way. Wolves away from home have won just twice all season. They came up against Everton when Everton were their absolute worst. Um, Lampard got sacked one game after that. Uh and they beat Southampton on the road at the worst possible time for Southampton. Uh, and Nick Jones got sacked after that. So both of the wins on the road have come against teams who were rock bottom, just about to sack their managers. I'm not sold on, on their form at all. Um, I mean, Newcastle's form looks terrible. Let's not forget, though, the last three, they've played Man United, Man City, Liverpool. So I think Newcastle can get goals here. Um, Wolves haven't kept the clean sheet away from home in 12 games now. So I'm going to take Newcastle to get back in the goals. Team goals, that is, for me. It's five to six for Newcastle to score two or more. It's a big stretch given the current form. Um, but I've just got a bit of a feeling that it could be a bit of a turning point, this this fixture for Newcastle. I could be wrong. Um, Wolves don't, don't bother me much on the, on the road. They'll, they'll, they're conceding all the time, so I'll take my So, say that then, Baz. Uh, OK. Uh, I was going to say, because you often... You often pull me and say, why didn't you just take that? Um, but no interest in the over two and a half. 
did 11 to 10 then if you take no because Newcastle are always Newcastle yeah win 2-0 yeah I'll give you that on at the moment but but we've conceded goals against Man United Man City Liverpool before that our record of clean sheets was still I mean I know West Ham and Bournemouth both scored in the went a little bit before that um, but you, I, I just think I wouldn't back against Newcastle getting a clean sheet in the game um, and it might be a little bit getting ahead of myself backing them to score two goals um, it just I've just got a feeling I think it could be a bit of a turning point I think it needs to be a bit of a turning point otherwise I think the season starts to drift away from us this year Another way of attacking this game Seville's uh, just stuck in the messages there Absolutely spot on. And yeah, yeah. We, we don't often do this, Baz, but certainly when Ty came on doing the World Cup Gambling podcast, um, Americans will, will sort of use this tactic a lot. It's uh, Newcastle and under three and a half goals. So it just that shifts the price on Newcastle for minus 153. That bet's even money. Um, so if you don't see this being a 3-1, um, if you tag on what looks like quite a high, a high ceiling in terms of goals... Um, then yeah, Newcastle for that one nil, two nil, two one, three nil. You've got loads of different options for Newcastle to get the job done. So yeah, uh, yeah I like that scene like a lot. Uh, okay, Baz, let's wrap this up. We've just clocked the hour. Uh, dogs accumulators and goal scorers. My dog is um, my dog is your dog, is it? Aston Villa twelve to five plus two forty, Baz. Certainly is. Yeah, there's nowhere else for me. Um... Team ride on the dogs then. Um, my goal scorer, you know who my goal scorer is, don't you? Darwin Nunes. Is the right answer. Predictable. We might as well have just released last week's show, but I saved ourselves an hour here. Yeah. Uh, Darwin Nunes, plus, one, plus 140 any time. 92 first goal scorer if you're feeling a bit more exotic. And I've went the same game, but a little bigger price. Uh, a little bigger price. Plus 175. Gakpo, Cody Gakpo. Hey, okay. Um, so yeah, seven to four Gakpo is the shot for me for any time score. I didn't look at his first score at price. I'll be playing him to score any time. And my Paulie, Liverpool Asian handicap, Manchester City Asian handicap, both minus one point five. And I like uh, I like sticking the last game of the weekend in Baz to uh, to build up the excitement. Uh, so we're dragging this out from game number one on Saturday lunchtime to game number four on Sunday tea time. Newcastle Wolves over two and a half goals. Um, so that pays plus 814 uh, so it it Manchester City minus one and a half yeah so yeah Liverpool and Man City both on to cover the handicap uh, and then we'll stick in Newcastle Wolves overs pays a little bit over seven to one yeah I had a bit of a blip on mine I, I put three money line picks in and I thought oh that's a nice price it's about six and a half to one that really really tidy price and then when I looked at my bet slip I realised I still had uh, Newcastle over 1.5 in the middle of it. Uh, double, double the odds of what I was looking at. Um, so I've had to change this on the fly tonight. Uh, I've gone for money line picks for Liverpool at 4-9, to nine, Brighton just a shade under evens, uh, and Newcastle over 1.5 team goals. Comes out just over 4-1, to one, maybe close to 9-2. to two. About four, plus 4.20, I think it is. Okay. Uh, so Brighton and Liverpool on the money line. Newcastle to score two or more team goals in that game. Nice one, Baz. Uh, I feel confident uh, that we've we've managed to thumb out a few winners there, Baz. Um, I think that's got us to the end of the all the handicapping. Is there anything you need to tell the people about before we crack on? Uh, 
No, I think that's it from me. That's it. We haven't left. We've left no uh, no time for lifestyle. We've got no cake chat. The, the Battenberg chat made an appearance, Baz, in the MLB show the other day. Um, yeah. And it's made an appearance in the Discord channel as well. So the uh, you waving around a bit of cakes. Um, uh, that was quite funny the next day in the Discord channel. Everyone was getting involved in, <laughs> in talking, talking Battenberg, weren't they? So you know, it wasn't just Captain Insano who was who was there to see it live. Uh, everybody else <laughs> up the, the next day and, and had, a, had a. I can guarantee they all Googled the Battenberg to see what it was all about, didn't they? Um, right, just before we go, then, Baz, on the cake situation, I've got a, a lump of cake in the van, um, a big one, which I ate like a house brick, like not all at once, but I, I just I ate it like an apple, but it's like a kilo of cake, you know, I ate it in installments. Um, what type of cake have I got? Oh, no. It'll be a lemon drizzle cake. It's not nutty. Oh, can't eat nuts. It's not nutty, no. It's a Jamaican ginger cake, Baz. Oh. Absolute classic. Now, normally I would have that with as much butter as cake, like the same amount, like an inch of cake and an inch of butter. But obviously, I'm not an animal. I'm not slathering butter on my cake while I'm driving the van, which is why I ate it like an apple, like Homer Simpson. Like that. Um, so, yeah, that's all. was asking me how the cake was. And I can see he doesn't I like the cake. I don't like cake. I don't, despite the fact I look like I eat lots of cake. Um, <laughs> I'm not a big fan. I'm not much of a sweet tooth. Don't eat much chocolate. Don't eat much cake. Dessert doesn't. Can't barbecue a cake. Can you barbecue a cake? Yeah, can't. Well, you can. I'll have bake the cake on a barbecue. Like you can... <laughs> anything that can go in your oven can go in my barbecue. Um, True story. Yeah, that's uh, that was for the kids. The Battenberg. They, they'll have enjoyed that. <laughs> right. Well, that's uh, I've enjoyed the cake chat. That was my favourite bit. Right. Thank you very much, um, everyone, for tuning in. Remember to get involved on YouTube when you get a chance next week. Um, we'll schedule the shows as well. I scheduled tonight's bars after you told me off last week, like uh, like a professional. Did you like me little um, little banners that were popping up along the bottom or not? Um, I didn't didn't see them because I had my word document over the top of it. <sighs> Unbelievable. I'm honestly, wasting me time. Um, Right, cheers, about everyone. The, about the viewers, you know what I mean? Yeah, right there, uh, yeah. And I think they both very much enjoyed it, Pat. Um So, yeah, usual places like rate, review, etc. Tell your friends, um, have some bets, win them, uh, and we'll come back to talk about it on Sunday night. I'm going to hop across into the MLB uh, YouTube now to give Moonaf some grief um, under the cover of darkness. Uh, cheers, Baz, appreciate it. Good luck, everyone. Uh, we'll be back Sunday. Uh, until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers.